1: If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only four ninety-five a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
0: I asked you, Glenn Kirshner, how your wife feels about uh, you sharing your giant gavel of justice with uh, one Stephanie, Stephanie Rule, at night and then another Stephanie, me, in the morning.
1: Oh, uh, it's always a Stephapalooza. palooza <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stephanie Rule, congratulations. She got the Brian Williams spot. That's very exciting. But I just want to make sure that you don't oversleep for, you know, your favorite Stephanie.
1: I have plenty of time for all my Stephanies. <laughs>
0: okay, great. Um, all right, so Glenn, what I, I, I saved one uh, Tristan Snell's tweet just to, to run by you. I've got obviously a lot to ask you about. He said every gathering of fake electors was basically a secession conference, an overt act in a conspiracy to commit sedition or insurrection or both. Every participant committed federal felonies that should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Can you let's talk about that first, the fake elector plot, and if you agree on that.
1: Yeah. So I don't know that I would go with secession uh, conference, although I love Tristan's uh, commentary. Um, I I think they were just trying to overthrow the United States government and install their dear leader unconstitutionally for a second term. Um, And and yeah, there are any number of federal felonies. And the good news is state felonies as well. I love Michigan State uh, Attorney General Dana Nessel. She said, and I quote, it is a crime. Yeah. So there's no wiggle room there. There's no uncertainty. There's no we need a long investigation. And there are federal crimes. Can I tell you what? Probably one of the easiest ones to prove is stuff. Yeah. Mail fraud. Why mail fraud? Because there has been reporting that they mailed these fraudulent elector certificates by which these people, these idiots who signed their true names to these fraudulent certificates certified That they were, you know, it was they were true. They were authentic. They were authorized to make these representations in which they tried to nullify the votes of the people in their jurisdictions. And they sent them in the mail to Congress and they sent them in the mail to the National Archives. Mail fraud is a 20 year felony.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also you said these fraudulent electors tried to corruptly nullify the votes of millions of Americans. If voting is to mean anything in our country, they must be prosecuted because hashtag justice matters. Okay, (laughs) I was going to finish that for you. But you also, the point is you said uh, the DOJ investigation of fraudulent lectures presents an opportunity to flip them up the criminal food chain, as we keep saying. Um, Let's talk about that. But also, can we talk about why this has taken a year that we're, you know, everybody's talking about this now?
1: I I can. And you know what? I I love what um, Claire McCaskill says about it. Every time she gets the opportunity, she said it again this morning on Morning Joe. She was a local prosecutor, a state prosecutor, before she jumped into politics. I, although I was a federal prosecutor my whole life, at the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, we are also the local prosecutors for the city of Washington, D.C., doing the hard work of district attorneys everywhere else. And I love taking on both of those roles. She says state prosecutors answer 911 calls, and they have to do it like that. They have to investigate, indict, and prosecute crime in real time. Federal prosecutors don't answer 911 calls. In fact, to the extent they ever get a 911 call in, they treat it like a 411 call for information and they take forever mm. to investigate. I don't begrudge them, and when I say them, I'm also me, I mean me because I did it as well, um though I moved out quickly. I didn't sit on cases forever the way I see happening now. So they they investigate everything exhaustively hoping to indict it perfectly in the grand jury so they will have a bulletproof case. Steph, there's a reason that there is this notion out there that federal prosecutors never lose cases. It's because they never take tough cases. As Jim Comey said, I'm not a Comey fan, but he put it well when he said to his federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York U.S. Attorney's Office, don't be a member of the chicken Club. Oh, that's the title wow. of a
0: oh, book. Oh, oh, all right. Well, it still is not allowed on the Stephanie Miller Show, but okay. Wow, I'm awake now. I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> Got all <laughs> of us. I'm
1: awake. That would be the chicken. But bo- but, but members of that club are the members of that club <laughs> are the ones who run around pounding. And that's yeah. the title of a book by uh, Jess Eisinger, I believe, the journalist. Right. Um, they run around pounding their chests that they never lost a case. It's yeah. because they never brought a difficult case. But that's what the holdup is here.
0: Right. But Glenn, so I don't understand. I guess whether are there going to be state and federal? Prosecutions Are they are they ongoing? Because Dana Nessel obviously referred this because she said this is obviously, you see the same mm-hmm. template in five, seven states that clearly this yeah. is a federal matter. So what happens? Are they prosecuted both on the state and federal level or does it have to be one or the other or do they conflict?
1: Great question, Steph. You can prosecute somebody for the exact same crime in a state court and in federal court. Why? Because they're different sovereigns. They operate under different systems right. and right. the double jeopardy clause says you can't try somebody twice in the same jurisdiction but we have had prosecutions where somebody uh commits one crime they get prosecuted in the state court and in the federal court so that could happen but the the state courts are inundated that's where 98 percent of the prosecutions go on so when they see crimes that have federal jurisdiction they try to push them to the feds and they're like hey feds will you please take care of this so we don't have to dana nestle I'll tell you, I love what she's doing because I believe if the feds fall down on the job, she won't. Yeah. She'll be like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna haul the electors who signed those fraudulent certificates in my state. I'm gonna haul them right. in the state court. Well, it's
0: like Georgia. It's like Fawny Willis as well. You're like, wait, isn't this a pot to overthrow the United States of America? Shouldn't this be the, the DOJ? I mean, isn't that What I think we're all feeling is is like, how can this be, how can this have happened in plain sight? I know what you said to us, um, and you tweeted it too, operative phrase equals ongoing investigations. They finally said Mm -hmm. it, at least. You said they can just at least say it so that the American people know without giving up anything that's, you know, speaking about the ongoing investigations. Just the fact they said that phrase, should we take heart in?
1: yes i celebrated that when the deputy attorney general lisa monaco who was a prosecutor in my office for years i know her well when she stepped to the mic and said we are investigating the fake elector uh, conspiracy let's call it what it is now i'm going to give everybody something and i'm going to take a little bit back step because one of the reasons she had to step to the mic and say it is because the state attorney general attorneys general outed the fact that they had referred these things okay. for criminal investigation, so this was no great revelation. Right. By the Department of Justice, their silence would have been interpreted as nefarious. So the department had to say, yeah. "Oh yes, yes, we received these um, referrals and we are investigating."
0: Okay. Delve into the shadows of the mind with *Sleeping Dogs*, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie dot com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie dot slash wondery. So, um, okay. Because, all right, so let's talk about, you wanted to talk about Stuart Rhodes because you said it again, seditious conspiracy. Again, this was the other, you know, big leap forward legally is that, you know, seditious conspiracy has been charged. So let's talk to, thank God they're keeping him in jail. I don't know what else you would have (laughs) to be kept in jail for pre-trial but uh go ahead your thoughts on
1: him yeah so let's call him by his true name elmer rhodes um, um, apologies to anybody who's named elmer fudd or otherwise <laughs> but elmer elmer stewart rhodes he calls himself stewart because reportedly he doesn't like the name elmer this is the guy with the eye patch right yes this is the, this is the guy who is the leader of the oath keeper so let's see what kind of tone the leader of the oath keeper set so he uh based on the evidence at his preliminary hearing some of what we know is he went to yale law school but was disbarred as a lawyer in 2007 yeah. he hasn't paid his federal income taxes since 2007 his wife testified against him saying he controlled my behavior with firearms and he beat our six children yeah. and i'm desperately afraid of him we also know that he was apparently a firearms instructor Who shot his own eye I was just going to say,
0: he is a threat with a gun, since he's clearly not a good shot.
1: Yeah, Ralphie from A Christmas Story (laughs) would laugh at this guy, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, Yes. And he had a series of escape tunnels buried in his backyard. So the judge said, he feels like a flight risk to me. Here's the good news. This prosecution is being headed up by one of my former homicide prosecutors named Catherine Roccozzi. I tried Kate's first murder trial with her Mm. when we brought her to the homicide section in DC. Steph, she is a public servant's public servant. She's a beast in all the right ways. She is a hammer in a velvet glove and the people are gonna be so well represented. It's only one piece of the prosecution puzzle going on at DOJ. But it's a really good piece. You
0: tweeted about the January 6th committee talking to uh Bill Barr, signaling further trouble for Donald Trump. Um I do does it not strike you as much as me what a coward a lot of these people are, including him. Didn't speak out during the impeachment, didn't speak out at the time, is selling a book. I mean, I I don't know what but you know, just feels like trying to clean up his reputation here. But you know, he yeah. just split in the middle of this rather than warning the American people what was happening. What's your take on it? Yeah.
1: Calling these people, you know, cowards, really, it does a disservice to to cowards because (laughs) Bill Barr, it's like he ran out of a burning building and left all the women, children, men, the the folks who were physically challenged, he left them all in the building. And we are those people. We're those women, children, men, physically challenged, everybody who needs help and who deserves help. He ran out of the burning building. That's what I said. He's our attorney. He's America's attorney. Yes. He had all the time in the world to save them, to save us, and he declined to do it. Now, he is in D.C. what we would call playing the 50s, right? He is playing both sides right now by pretending to cooperate, probably only talking about things that won't incriminate him. And I have a feeling, that the House Select Committee is happy to have whatever half a loaf they'll give him. And I'll bet they're keeping their questions narrow to avoid that pesky Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination that Bill Barr has. Bill Barr is no hero and and he's not a coward. He is, you know, he's a democracy buster and he's only in it for himself. But you know what? the enemy of my enemy is my friend and i will take information yeah. from bill barr if it helps us get donald Trump. yeah
0: yeah well that's being a prosecutor right getting you know people to turn on each other to save themselves i mean it's let's get which brings us to mark meadows you said mark meadows inarguably committed the crime of contempt of congress supreme court cleared away any lingering executive privilege claim um i don't know what day we're on what day are we on of uh meadows and diamond watch about
1: 46 47 yeah
0: so what do you think is happening there
1: So here's the good news. And my friend Dave Ehrenberg, who is, I think, the Palm Beach State uh, State, uh, District Attorney down in Florida, he was on Morning Joe this morning. And he said, you know, Lisa Monaco, the Deputy Attorney General, said that um, we are taking into account the fact that the Supreme Court just rejected Donald Trump's appeal on the executive privilege front, and we're applying that to our investigation. What does that tell us? That was like the last little bit of brush that needed to be cleared away before the department indicted Mark Meadows for the crime he obviously committed. There's no dispute that he committed the crime of contempt of Congress. And now it's time for DOJ to indict him. I believe they will. And if they don't, it is purely a political calculation. And that will really hurt the, the reputation and the credibility of the Department of Justice if they decline to indict him based on politics but i don't think they will
0: okay um finally you tweeted newt delivered a gift to the democrats by saying the quiet part out loud if republicans take control of congress they will jail members of the j6 committee so is there any reason left for the j6 panel not to use inherent contempt for powers of good um boy glenn between the book burning and the we're going to jail our opponents i mean you know and i think ari Melbourne was yesterday did a great piece about how this Both sides do it. Journalism is such a disservice. You know, it, it, both sides, like there I mean, when people compare Fox and MSNBC, again, we're, yeah. we're biased toward MSNBC. And there's every obviously a point of view, but they don't, they correct if they get facts wrong, that Fox puts out deliberate misinformation about the election, about the insurrection, about COVID. And I, I just feel like and I guess I was making the analogy to bring this back. None of us ever said, let's jail the people that did the ridiculous Benghazi investigations. I mean, again, there was no wrongdoing ever found, but we didn't say we're going to put those people in jail that investigated Benghazi, right? But here we are. Yeah,
1: Steph, equal time has never meant you have to give equal time to the truth and to lies. You have to give equal time to accurate information and propaganda. Unfortunately, there are some in media who seem... To follow that blueprint but let me go back to newt because it was a gift when newt said the members of the j6 committee will be jailed if the republicans take control at the midterms the reason that's a gift is because we knew all along that the republicans would use for example the power of inherent contempt yeah to jail people who refuse to comply with their subpoenas so if they're willing to use that power for evil why in the world would the dems right now the house select committee dems and republicans on the house select committee refuse to use it for good because nuke just told you they're going to use it for evil so dang it please use it for good so here yeah and here and and, and, you know send lawyers guns and money (laughs) let's go let's go let's lock people up who committed crimes not for political reasons but to save our democracy. Let's go. Yeah,
0: um, which is why we should not listen to Mitch McConnell about any of his thoughts on a Supreme right. Court nomination. Um, who do you like? Who do you? What do you think is going to happen on the uh, Supreme Court nomination?
1: Um, Judge uh, Katanji yeah. Brown-Jackson, I think, is yeah. she's dynamite. Some, she's in our she's backyard amazing. right here yeah. on the D.C. Federal Circuit Court of Appeals. Love her, love her intellect, love, love everything about her. And I think she right now is the leading, she's the leading candidate.
0: Quickly, before we go, something happy-clappy. You just tweeted the investigative circle tightens around Matt Gates.
1: Yes, it does. <laughs> Yet another potential co-conspirator. We don't know how much information this particular ugly character has against Matt Gates, but he's got some, and I'll bet they're squeezing and extracting it out of him. The big one, of course, was his former girlfriend being granted immunity, which means she committed crimes... And they had to grant her immunity just yeah. to get her to testify. I'm betting those crimes have something to do with Matt Gates' cover-up.
0: Yay! He always gives me a happy ending with his <laughs> giant gavel of justice. Thank you, Glenn Kirshner. Give my love to Thanks, your other Steph. Stephanie.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, Stephanie Rule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, Thank honey.